Uh, Logan back is making his comeback. Yes. You, could, you know, you can tell the difference in that. Even, even with Isaiah being back as well, just more speed on the field. Uh, you know, Graham has performed great. This is the A-Team Podcast brought to you by Jack Rabbit Illustrated. The A-Team is presented by Drake's Place in Bottle, South Dakota and sponsored by Jack Rabbit Central and Shenanigans in Sioux Falls. If we win out, we'll still have the two losses with a non-counter. We'd likely be a six, seven, eight seed somewhere in there. It all depends on who else still loses. I had a bone to pick on rants and raves. Uh-oh. I love the idea of giving uh, giving it to the whole defense, but man, how do you not how do you not give it to Winkleman? Man, I thought he played a great game. Now, here's your hosts of the A-Team Podcast, Matt and Kyle. And welcome back to the Splitting Hairs podcast presented by Jackrabbit Illustrated. Uh, I'm your host, Matt Tollefson. Um, I'm, I'm doing this alone tonight. Kyle had something come up and uh, Dallas uh, was on dad duty all day. Uh, sounds like hockey. Um, and he just got done with a super busy Halloween season. So uh, I myself just got back from trick-or-treating with my kids. So um, you know, had the Batman mask, um, ready to go, uh, but it's been a good day. So um, today, I'm just throwing this out here right away. We are taking questions because it's just me. So uh, it'll it'll be best if uh, if yeah, if there are questions. So hit us up with that or hit me up with that tonight. Um, but also want to give a, a big shout out right away to our title sponsors, uh, Cottonwood Coffee and Drake's Place. Um, again, can't thank them enough. Uh, when you're in Brookings this weekend for the game, uh, be sure to stop and get um, you know your coffee, your hot water, whatever you need before the game at Cottonwood. Uh, maybe you need some breakfast as you pull into town. So uh, stop and do that. Drake's Place has been doing all sorts of phenomenal specials for the hunters out there. Uh, they did some Halloween giveaways and stuff this week. Uh, so Drake's Place, uh, thank you again for for being the first sponsor we had to jump on board. Really appreciate it. So how about that game yesterday, huh? Um, you know, I that first quarter I tweeted it went about as perfect as it could have gone. The second quarter was pretty darn ugly, I think. Uh, we could all agree on that. And then the third quarter we came out again, hair on fire, uh, playing really, really well. So, um, you know, that that's just offensively. Um, defensively was a pretty darn good effort the whole game uh, until we got a little deeper into the roster um, later on and uh, that that transfer for Kentucky started making some plays for them at wide receiver. So um, all in all, a pretty good game, pretty good bounce back game. Youngstown State, they, I, I admit they didn't look great yesterday. Youngstown State did not look great, but they are a decent team. Like, they beat Missouri State, and Missouri State's had a, had a really nice year. Um, you know, they lost up in Fargo, but yesterday they rallied to beat UND. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I think uh, Youngstown State, as they continue to build some depth, the pieces are in place there. Their new head coach is installing a good culture. Um, you know, I'm a little bit concerned that the, that the Ice Castle only had 9,000 fans. Um, that they counted yesterday. Whenever they showed the stands, I, I highly doubt if there were 9,000 people there. Um, so that's a little concerning to me because Youngstown has always had like a decent crowd. Um, they've been known to, to maybe count tickets instead of bodies. Um, but if they just sold 9,000 tickets, that, that is concerning to me. So hopefully Youngstown can uh, start winning some games because they do, I believe, um, have a good foundation going there. The culture was rotten under Polini, and uh, they're definitely improving that, I, I believe. So enough about Youngstown, though. Let's start talking about the Jacks. What went well for the Jackrabbits? Um, as I let off with rants and raves, the defense I thought was phenomenal. Um, Jaleel McLaughlin is um, probably a, the second best, if not third best, running back Um in the conference behind Pierre and maybe, maybe Wea um, from UND. And 
he's just electric with the ball in his hands. You watch his highlights from this season. He's breaking off long run after long run. I believe it was on their uh, second possession of the game. He, he did break some long runs. This was after the kickoff out of bones and Griff had the penalty. Um, and I was like, oh, boy, he's, he's going to get going here. Um, but he didn't. You know, he didn't. So that's awesome. Um, the Jacks held him to, I believe, what, 52 or 54 yards um, net. And so that's phenomenal. Kind of the goal we had set um, was 75 is what we thought would be a good number uh, for the Jacks to win. And and they did that. So, uh, Terry, great point. The PI call was a crock. Uh, absolutely. Uh, as soon as that happened, my joke that I tweeted out was uh, he must have breathed on him, right? Uh, Griff Griff got too close and broke some sort of uh, some sort of social distance rule or something, and I don't know. It didn't look like he touched him at all. I don't think so. If they, if he did touch him, it wasn't much, and it sure didn't appear to to have any effect on his route, in in my opinion. So that was a pretty lame call. Um, can't even be mad at Griff at that one because he was in good position, and then. He stuck with the receiver, made a play on the ball. I I agree with you. It was an absolute crock. So, you know, on that, uh, happy Halloween, Jason. Thanks. Appreciate that. Um, hopefully you all got to go out with your kids or had some trick-or-treaters at your house. Maybe you still have some trick-or-treaters coming. So uh, appreciate you all being here. So, yeah, agree with you, Terry. Nothing at all. So, yeah, Um the kickoff of the bones. We've talked about that before. Um, got a comment on Twitter today from Adam uh, Zobel, I believe. Uh, knew Adam in college a little bit. Uh, and he said, you know, maybe we're trying directional kicks. And, you know, maybe we are. Um, but it's not, you know, this happens every every third game, it feels like. Uh, sometimes more where we have a kickoff out of bones when we're trying the directional kicks. Um so I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it if, to, to give it up um, for our opponents to start at the 35 or the 40, whatever it is. Um, maybe, you know, I don't know. It just drives me crazy. It's one of my pet peeves. Um, you know, if you, if you, again, follow me on Twitter, uh, Inside Out, I tweeted anger. Uh, and if you haven't seen Inside Out, uh, watch it with your kids or grandkids or your nieces and nephews, whatever. It's a great movie. Um. But on the positive again, <clears throat> our defense, uh, shutting down McLaughlin, uh, YSU ended up with, what, 2.9 yards per carry, uh, one for nine on third down, just complete dominance. Um, on that, 223 total yards, that's, that's phenomenal. You're going to win so many games if you just allow. If, if you play like that, you're, you're almost guaranteed to win. Uh, even with the offense having two turnovers again uh, in our own territory in in the second quarter alone. And that was concerning. Uh, the fumble um, was all effort, just guys striving to get more yards. Um, the interception, you know, I don't, I don't know what Chris saw on that end, um, but who knows, right? It, it, from From the sideline angle, it was pretty clear that he was double covered. Um, but again, who knows what Chris saw, what kind of traffic he had in front of his eyes. Um, but that, that was a really bad interception. And hopefully we start cutting back on the turnovers. You know, this is uh, what turnover, turnover number seven now in the last four games, uh, I believe. So that's too many, you know, we went all spring, barely turning the ball over Um I'd have to look at the exact statistics, but definitely wasn't at this type of rate. Um, and that's concerning. Also a little bit concerning is giving up two sacks again. And that that was coverage. Uh, you know, those were coverage sacks. Um, Youngstown decided they couldn't defend all of our weapons in the passing game and really dropped a lot of guys back. Um, I wrote about this again in Ransom Raves just a little bit, but I just want to talk it through just so you all know what I'm talking about. Um, Chris held the ball. Um, for a long time on a lot of those passing plays. And, you know, eventually the the offensive line, they can't block forever. Um, I am a little bit worried with NDSU coming to town and their ferocious pass rush that that maybe some of that timing is going to be off now going forward. Um, 
you know, that, that just is a little bit concerning um, because, because you have to be quick. The ball has to get out of your hand against the bison because they can, they can rush the passer with the best of them. Um, their interior is much improved this year. We'll talk about bison in a little bit. So let's not, let's not go too deep there. Uh, Terry, again, uh, Logan back is making his comeback. Yes. You could, you know, you could tell the difference in that. Um, even, even with Isaiah being back as well, um, just more speed on the field. Uh, you know, Graham has performed great. You know, Graham's, Graham's what in our top three in tackles, top four in tackles. So there's nothing against him. Um, Caleb Frankel, I think is going to be, or Francel is going to be an excellent uh, linebacker in his time. Um, but Logan's a special player. Um, Logan's a difference maker at this point in his career. And so it's hard to replace that type of production, that type of leadership uh, that, that Logan brings. And just the number of snaps that Logan has played in his career here at SDSU is just phenomenal. Um, we've been so blessed. We've talked about this before with our linebackers that we've had, gosh, over the last 15 years um, that, that you always wonder when they leave, they graduate, how are we ever going to replace Jimmy Rogers? Uh, how are we ever going to p- replace Derek Domino? How are we ever going to replace TJ Lally, Christian Roseboom, uh, and now Logan Backus? How are we ever going to replace him? Uh, but there, but there's always someone in the wings. Like next year, Adam Bach becomes the man, right? Um, so yeah, exactly. Terry, you're act- absolutely right. Um, you know, he frees up the other linebackers um, to do a little more of of what they're good at. Uh, he he just. I don't know. His sack was beautiful. Um, just how he closed in on the quarterback. Um, man, he's just a special player. It's too bad that he has been injured. So, all right, Ken, good question. Um, any update on Isaiah Davis? We'll need check downs to neutralize the furry cows rush. Um, I doubt if we see Isaiah yet. Um, you know, we're still kind of on the front end of that injury timeline window. Um, I know he's out of the sling, but I don't think he's practicing yet uh, with the team. Um, doubt he's put pads on yet. So we, we it'd be highly unlikely to see Isaiah at this point. Um, same with Don. Uh, just that these, these bones just need time to heal. And that's all that's going to happen is, or that's what's going to do it is time. So good questions. I would love to see Isaiah. Um, but I do want to give a shout out, man, to, to Pierre, the game he had, uh, Amar, you know, we've been talking about this for weeks. Jordan Fink's been on here, Kyle, um, myself, Brendan, just everyone's, everyone's been calling for, Amar to get the ball. Um, and it's not so much that, that, that we believe Amar is a superstar. Amar is at the same level as Pierre or Isaiah or anything like that. We know that he's not yet. He's a, he's a very talented freshman, but it's just so that we feel that Amar needs carries to prepare him for these upcoming games. Um, so yeah, it was nice to see that he had, what, 19 carries for 80-some yards yesterday. That's phenomenal. So uh, love to see that. Absolutely, Terry, another great point. Rudy Voss, how good was it to see him uh, on those quarterback keeps? I really wonder. I, I think this is going to be a new wrinkle that we that we have that keep coming in. Um, I, I, I don't know. I uh, Rudy can throw the ball. Like, that's – there's – no questioning Rudy's arm strength. So eventually teams are going to catch on that when Rudy comes in the game that he's running, right? He's he's doing those quarterback powers like we had so much success with Mark in the spring season. Um, and then eventually we started seeing Mark throw those pop passes, right? So watch for that down the road, Terry. There's, there's going to be some times where, you know, Rudy comes in, smash, smash, smash. Uh, those linebackers, those safeties start popping up, and uh, it's going to be right over the top there. So I, I'm looking forward to that when Rudy does that uh, because I, I'm, we're all huge fans of Rudy. Uh, how can you not be? Kid has huge heart. So Jim Poppin, 605 Hogs did great and would like to see Amar 
get some more carries as a change of pace back. Yes. Uh, the 605 Hogs, um, you know, I thought they had a really good game outside of those two sacks. But, again, I think those were coverage sacks. Um, some of those lanes uh, we could have run through, Jim, I think. Um, you know, we could have at least got five yards on that uh, that 30-some t- yard touchdown run that he had. So, uh, <laughs> he that touchdown run, I, I wrote about this again in Rants and Raves, that cut – he made is so ridiculous because he's running top speed. That safety's coming flying in at him top speed. And Pierre makes that cut look so effortless. You know, he barely shifts down, slows down at all, and makes that cut and goes. And the safety crashes into the linebacker that was trying to to, to tackle Pierre. Just phenomenal. You know, I don't know if you'll ever I don't know. You know, Zenner was so special with his one cut and gone burst. Pierre just he just looks so natural, like moving, you know, with the ball, with the ball in his hands and shifting. It's just such a special talent. Uh, Coach Stig always calls it Pierre's gift. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that's just something pretty special about him. So savor these last few games with Pierre, you know, whether it's the three games we have coming up in here in the regular season, or we do get to have some playoff games, um, favor the time that we have with Pierre because man, what a special player! Uh, just how he moves so effortlessly. So, yeah, Dallas, what's up, happy, my friend? Happy Halloween, buddy! Happy, happy Halloween. I, I actually I just got home. Uh, I wanted to make sure oh, the mic's a little hot here. Hold on, I want to make sure I jumped in and said hi just because I hadn't seen you in a month because I disappeared into the abyss for work. Uh, so yeah, missed you, missed you guys. Just wanted to, I don't know, jump in, see what's going on. Are you hanging out yeah. uh, okay by yourself here? Is it going all right? Yeah, yeah. We're just these guys are doing a great job keeping me full of questions. So we're just talking about we're talking about your boy Rudy. Oh, nice. And uh, we're talking about Amar. And I was just kind of doing uh being excited about uh, Pierre and the gifts that he has, uh, his agility, his cuts in the open field. Um, that that touchdown yesterday. That was you know, something to behold, wasn't it? Yeah, it just is phenomenal. So, yeah, uh, Dion Blumenreiner, thanks for being here. Um, we can't commit nine penalties. Absolutely. Um, we've talked about this. <laughs> I've talked about this for since I started this darn blog. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know what to do, Dion. You know, I, I can keep saying it. Um, Coach Stig talks about in all of his media availability that the penalties have to stop. Um, it just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take. You know, Youngstown had two penalties yesterday. We had nine. Um, obviously, the one on Griff we think was a bunch of crap. Um, but that leaves eight more that are out there, and that's still too many. So I'm with you. It was. It, it felt like a ton. How did those break down? It was. Let's see. We had. We had a legal man downfield. We had the kick out of bounds. We had oh, correct. One was it twice legal man downfield? I think so. One of one of them was on a scramble. That you can't. You really can't yeah. fault. It, that, yep. that that happens, right? That's football. Yep. yep. Uh, there was the what was the one that confused everybody? The, the in in the bad gesture or whatever it was. Uh, hold on. I, <laughs> I don't think I have anymore. If I could name drop and pick it back up off the floor here, I texted Rudy Voss earlier to congratulate him, and he just texted back and said thanks. So Nice. <laughs> Proud, cool. Uh, there you JCC, go. Uh, Jackson County Central High School moment there. But, yeah, uh, but we discovered that the whatever that, that weird call was is actually when a defensive player mimics the offense, uh, the, the quarterback's cadence and tries to throw oh. him off because it actually was a delayed game. <laughs> I think was what the what the call actually was. Oh, funny! I didn't know that, huh? Signal distraction call. Interesting. Scott, how about the tight end play this week? Darn straight, yeah. Zach Hines, man. Uh, the the Youngstown announcers were so complimentary about both our tight ends. That was cool to hear. Um, was it their head coach? Youngstown's head coach just thinks that they both have pro potential, um, which Zach definitely um, is is as more of a red zone threat blocking tight end. You know, I hate to use the example from up north, but uh, Ben Ellison has really carved out a nice career. Uh, First with the Jaguars, now the Vikings. I think he's on IR now, actually. But, um, 
I mean, that's what he's done. He he blocks and he catches touchdowns. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy, again, from uh, Illinois State. Um, I think he went to Jacksonville as well. And he's had a nice career as just a blocking tight end. That could be Zach's calling card. Um, but we know that he's reliable and has nice soft hands. Tucker, who knows, right? Um, Tucker's incredibly talented. Uh, Coach Coach Stig definitely thinks there's pro potential there. Um, so we'll see. He Tucker's young still, so who knows? I really liked uh... – when we were able to hit Hines up, uh, up, I don't know if it was up the seam, but mm-hmm. basically over the middle there, the, the way that that was drawn up, uh, you know, giving giving defensive one more thing to look at on film, mm-hmm. just a little bit of confusion. Even if that wouldn't have worked, uh, it was still still a heck of a play call. Have you yeah. talked? Have you talked schematics much? I, I know that Not that's much. usually Kyle's forte, but nope. Yeah, they. I just I, I think you had it in rants and raves, but I think everybody really appreciated the just X play calling and, and the way that that game progressed. But I also think they were just able to stay on schedule. They did what they wanted to do. We, we all talked about this, uh, the, the whole JI group about, you know, how play calling and schematics is such a slippery slope because you, you, you could have, that could have a, a brilliant game plan, but if the 18 to 22 year olds, as Stig calls them, don't, don't don't do what they're supposed to. It can make you know Eck look terrible. And like, what are you doing? These plays called they make no sense. Why aren't we running? Why aren't we passing? Whatever. Uh, but but at any rate, that was just a clear example of that was what he intended to do, and it worked. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know I talked a little bit, um, maybe not schematically, but just about our defense. Defensive dominance is where where I opened up. Um, you know, phenomenal. Um, yeah, Terry Yankees were both good. Um, you know, they they last maybe last year and then Jackson's first year on the field. Um, you know, I, I thought early in the year they weren't great blockers last year, um, but they got better as the season went along. And this year they're just dominating cornerbacks <laughs> run blocking, and that's so good to see. They they they've obviously they're taking a lot of pride in that aspect of the game. Um, but we know they are tough to bring down in the open field. They're good on the back shoulder catches. They're good on the jump balls. Um, yeah, I'm excited they're jackrabbits, that's for sure. Uh, you brought up defense, and I, I had a bone to pick on rants and raves. Uh-oh. I love the idea of giving the whole defense, uh, you know, uh, giving it to the whole defense. But, man, how do you not give it to Reese? How do you not give it to Winkleman? Man, I thought he played a great game. I know. He... I, I, I mean, I'm always uh, – I, I got to pick my favorite D lineman every single week. But he the, the, what I liked the best about his, the game that he played is the stat sheet at the end doesn't always tell the story of what happened. He impacted that game early and often, and he was a presence, and I guarantee that they went away from him. He, you know, he was discussed by their offensive uh, staff, I promise you, over the headsets. Uh, man, he had a great game. Yeah, I know. I I love Reese. I mean, I feel like I could give that award to Reese every week. The way he's been playing this season, you so. should. We're gonna call it the Reese Winkleman uh, Defensive Player of the Game. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I don't know. I I uh, honestly like Malik Lofton had showed up in the stat sheet once yesterday. The one phenomenal interception. Yeah, that was man. That, that was a great play. That Woo. was the only tick that he had in the stat sheet and oh. that you watch that if you watch that replay i retweeted it and the go jacks football account I'd, I'd encourage you all to go to find it because it is like textbook how to play cornerback you know they, they motion that wide receiver in a quick motion they find out that the jacks are in man he sprints back to where he started the wide receiver malik it, malik just was he, he ran the route for him and the quarterback threw a good ball. I mean, really, it was lie. I didn't lie. But I didn't think he caught that. But man, that was that was an athletic play. Yeah, uh, Matt. Matt, I apologize. I got to go do the trick or treating thing here. Uh, I just wanted to check in, say hi, miss you. Sounds good. All right, good I will. To see you, buddy. I, oh man, I can't wait until this weekend. Yeah, right. This it's is gonna, gonna be good. So fun. I hate bison <laughs> spelled with an S, not with a Z. Lowercase yep. bison. Uh, not a fan. This is my favorite week of the year. Let's go. There we go. See ya. All right. <laughs>
Bye. All right. Besides the penalties, what do you think the Jacks need to improve on this week against NDSU to keep the marker in the 605? Great question. So let's um, well, let's save that question, Scott. Make sure I come back for it. Okay. Let's just let's just give game balls and uh, do this. All right. So game balls are presented by Jackrabbit Central here. So Jackrabbit Central um, is open at 11 on Saturday. Um, be sure to get there. Get your gear. Wear blue, not yellow, this weekend. Um, so uh, game balls. You know, uh, Dallas, Dallas spoiled it there. I gave the game ball to the whole defense, uh, but Dallas is going to go with Reese, so let's give Reese the game ball here. So congratulations, Reese. Uh, phenomenal game. Um, offensively, I went with Pierre. Uh, ran, I, I raved about him enough. Um, just phenomenal. And special teams, Adam Bach. <laughs> you get the block, the scoop, and the score. You know, that's a that's an automatic, I think, right? So, yeah. Terry, there we go. Game ball. <laughs> Game ball to Winkleman. All right. You guys convinced me. I'm sorry. All right. NDSU preview. Dakota marker game. So, man, this game every year, um, you all feel it. I don't know what it is about NDSU. But as, as Dallas just said it when he left, I hate these guys. And there's something in, in the – when I'm standing in the stadium, on the sidelines, uh, in the crowd, whatever it is, like there's just an energy. And I, I feel like I'm about ready to play again. You know, that special feeling like before a football game where your heart's going crazy and stuff. Um, man, so, so I am excited about this game. I am uh, nervous about this game, but I still feel pretty good overall about it. Um, So let's go to Scott's question right away. Besides the penalties, what do you think the Jacks need to improve on this week against NDSU to keep the marker in the 605? My biggest concern right now is interior offensive line. Last season, up in Fargo, the Jacks um, destroyed their defensive line. Like I think that's what that's the message that's coming out of Fargo. That's the message that that I think anyone who watched that game last year objectively would say. Um, and so our interior offensive line has not had the same season that we had last year. Like I don't think that's. I don't think that's controversial. That's not hating on anyone, um, but they haven't. And and NDSU's young defensive tackles are much better than uh, the the older cats that were playing last year. Um, I really think um, Javier Derrett and the the Mosterrett twins um, from Lakeville South. They're they're more of what NDSU has trotted out on the interior defensive line for years. Um, they're tough. They're physical. They can rush the passer and collapse the pocket from the interior. Plus, NDSU still has really good edge rushers. Um, Spencer Wagey from from South Shore. Um, you know, stinks that he's a Bison. Tony Pierce is having a really good year up there. Their speed rusher. Their defense is just giving up, uh, I believe, 8.9, 8.1 points per game. That's that's just ridiculous. Um, they haven't played that many great offenses. Um, Missouri State was probably the best offense they've played, and, and they gave up some points to Missouri State. Um, UND was able to score on them. Um, so I'm, I am concerned about that defensive line uh, for the Bison. And our interior offensive line has to play better than they had did against SIU and you and I. Um, they just have to. And this is going to be just as good, if not better, of a defensive line across the board than what they saw in those two games. Um, NDSU is allowing just 2.5, 2.4 yards per carry rushing, uh, 11.5 per catch. So, you know, that's just – Again, something to something to kind of think about there. 
Uh, that defense, again, very stout. So, Terry, no more sacks. If the Jacks do not give up a sack, they will win the game. That, that will be incredibly impressive to me if the Jacks are able to make it out of this week without giving up a sack. Um, I believe they did it against SIU. They didn't allow a sack, but uh, Chris was under quite a bit of pressure that game. So um, just something to think about there. So continuing to look at the Bison, um, you know, Jackson Hankey is still there in the middle. He's a heck of a player. Um, you know, the uh, James Kizar and Jazir Cox uh, are both speedy linebackers. Uh, last year, you know, they're they're a little smaller. They're a little undersized for the position. Last year, the Jacks had had success running against them and getting getting the big offensive linemen on them. Um, both Cox and Kayser have have improved. Um, I'm trying to remember if Hanky played last year against us or if that was one of the games that he was out. Um, I can't. I just like I said, I can't remember for sure. Um, their corners. Um, you know, Jaden Price, Courtney Eubanks, and Dustin Talbot, three really good players. Um, Michael Tutsi is a, a great safety, um, one of the best in the league. And then Dawson Weber and Dom Jones. Um, Dawson Weber didn't play last year against us. Dom Jones did. Dom has still been forcing a, a lot of turnovers. Um, you know, just they're, they're just good, solid players. So offensively, let's look at their offense because this is kind of interesting right now. So NDS using a little bit of a quarterback controversy. Again, the transfer quarterback they brought in just isn't working out. Quincy Patterson um, is, is just, in my opinion, a phenomenal athlete, but is just struggling to play the quarterback position right now. Um, he, he can run the ball. He looks like a running back out there. He's huge. Um, he, in fact, still, he did not play this week. Um, but he's NDSU's leading rusher still, uh, 422 yards rushing, six TDs with a long of 52. Um, he is not, in my opinion, blazing fast, but he's fast enough. He's big again. He's physical. He, he's run a lot of defenders over this year. And so I don't know if we'll see him. It doesn't sound like Entz is committed to a quarterback yet, um, but Cam Miller the last game and a half has looked pretty damn good. So uh, let's just go over hit that quick um, on the season. Cam Miller's 21 for 29, which is 73, 72.4%, 336 yards and six TDs more. Most importantly, he looks a lot more confident out there than he did in the spring season. I don't know if anyone else has seen him the last game and a half, but um there were times last spring where Cam Miller was out there and you could tell he's, he's a good player. Like there's nothing wrong with him, but he looked, he looked like an overwhelmed freshman um, at, at that point. So, so we'll see, um, you know, if, if we can bait Cam into making a mistake. Um, Cause I, I do expect we'll see Cam Miller at quarterback, just how he looked last week um, in the last week and a half, he really has ignited their offense He's allowing, you know, he's getting the ball into uh, the receiver's hands, Christian Watson, Phoenix Sproles, finding the tight ends. So, you know, he, he's going to be all right. So Jordan Fink, welcome back. Uh, stick with the run game in the first couple of quarters. Be okay with punting the ball. Second half, start taking some play action shots. Um, we'll see. We'll see what uh, what Eck dials up here. Um you know, we know that he, um, you know, we, we got to be patient. You're absolutely right. So we'll see what we get there. Pressure will equal mistakes. Yes, I do think, Terry, that's a great point. Um, this NDSU offensive line is the same one that was back or that was there um, in the spring. They're, they're a good offensive line. I don't think – Again, that they're going to go down as a as a all time great NDSU offensive line. They've only allowed ten sacks on the season, um, but again, their level of competition, their strength of schedule is lower than ours. So we'll see. I think that could be a matchup where the chain gang, again, would last year in Fargo, the chain gang took care of business in the trenches and uh, really, really beat up on the NDSU offensive line. Will that happen on Saturday? I don't know. 
Uh, we definitely will miss Quentin Hicks um, from that, from just the pass rushing piece. Uh, plays with tremendous effort and speed that we just don't really have. Maybe Randy Kay um, in terms of athleticism off the edge. Um, we'll see. Uh, Reese has been phenomenal. Tolu has been phenomenal. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yes, and again, um, I'd expect us, you know, I think – I think we saw this wrinkle from Rudy strategically against Youngstown for a reason, just to give NDSU a little bit more to prepare for, um, just to make sure that they're being sound in their assignments. Ken Brooks, pressure and win the one-on-one -on -one battles with receivers, knock them around. Yes, as we know, it, this, this week, more than any other week, is about who is more physical, right? We know that. Um, it's, it's just it's, – it's what this game always boils down to, the line of scrimmage. Who wins in the trenches? That It's just what it is. Like it, it's – I can't recall a game when we've won, or NDSU's won for that matter, where, where it wasn't truly defined at the line of scrimmage. So um, a couple players I do want to highlight on their offense. You know, we talked about the quarterback. Obviously, that's a big one. Um, Dom Ganella is having a nice season, averaging 5'9 a carry. Uh, he's more of their power back, if you know anything. Um, he's He's been um, talked about, as, and he's in the Arizona Diamondbacks farm system as a baseball player, so he spent the first part of summer there. Um, Tameric Williams has really come on. Um, he's the transfer from SMU, former three-star. He's averaging 7'4 a carry. Um, and so he, you know, who knows with him. Uh, Hunter Lupke is their fullback, but I heard Lupke got hurt this week against Indiana State, dinged up really late in the game. Um, who knows if we'll see him. Um, Kobe Johnson, though, had a phenomenal game. He had a 97-yard run and a 47-yard run, I believe, 46-yard. Um, this Just this week, he's, he's averaging 6-9 a carry. Um, Kobe Johnson, in my opinion, when I watch NDSU play, he's their best running back. Um he doesn't get the bulk of the carries, but you know, that's, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not in the practices. I don't see what the coaches see there, but on game days, man, I think he's phenomenal. Jalen Boosie um, is a player that is, is pretty dang electric. He's their small little guy, five, 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 six, something like that. I don't think he played last year when we played. Um, but again, they have all these running backs that they trot out. Um, and so who knows what we'll see. Hopefully, you know, last year with Lupke, they tried to pound, pound, pound with Lupke, and we shut that down. Um, who knows this year if they'll maybe try us a little more with Kobe Johnson and Jalen Boosie just to see what we do with that speed. So that'll be interesting to watch. After seeing how we did against McLaughlin uh, yesterday, I feel a heck of a lot better facing speed like that. So let's get some more. You guys have been throwing a bunch of ton of questions here. All right. I do believe that Coach Eck has a few more plays in his bag of tricks and has been setting these plays up for the right time. Agreed. There's a lot of formations that we've ran. Um, you know, the, the the pony package with the dual backs, um, the Wildcat with Pierre. Uh, there's there's definitely more. He's he's has a whole laundry list of plays that he's been uh, setting up this year. So we'll see what he comes out with. Just to have Pierre throw the ball since all his completions have been touchdowns this year. <laughs> there we go, Ryan. Appreciate that. Um, our quarterback is going to have to run the ball. Tight ends will also have to be on top of their game. Yes. Um, don't want don't want our tight ends to put too much pressure on themselves. Um, but, yeah, they're going to need to have a solid game across the middle. Um, you know, the Jasir Cox is a little smaller. Uh, of a linebacker Jackson Hankey as I've said before is best moving forward towards the line of scrimmage um, I think there is some some matchup um, potential there with Tucker um, we'll see if Kayser you know tries to match up with Tucker um, that's maybe a little more favorable matchup or a little a little bit better matchup for the Bison um, than the other two linebackers on him so we'll see and this is an absolute Jordan, you're absolutely right. Do not kick the ball to Watson. Uh, just boot the boot the ball out of the back of the end zone this week. This week, actually, I wouldn't even be mad if we kicked it out of bounds instead of kicking it to Watson. Watson is electric as a kick returner. You cannot give him a chance to return the ball. 
Nope. Terry, shut down the running game so they have to pass. Ideally, yes. Um, Phoenix Sproles um, and Watson are two very good receivers. Their tight ends are also very good. Um, we can talk about them just a little bit. But their tight ends, um, Cole Babich and Noah Gindorf, uh, both are 6'6 seniors. They've played a lot of snaps. Uh, Babich had a really nice catch uh, this this last week against Indiana State for a touchdown, I believe. And then he, you know, it was a long gain. And then he caught the touchdown on kind of a, a tr- not necessarily a trick play, NDSU uh, kind of ran a muddle huddle. Uh, they started out under center and then backed up really quick and snapped the ball. And they'd split out Babbage when they backed up and reset. And Indiana State never adjusted. So, um, yeah. So uh, we got to watch for that. You know, we got to watch for NDSU watching that that crap that they try to pull on every extra point. You know, it's just stuff you have to, you know, as Stig talks about, it's just extra stuff you have to prepare for every week and make sure you're you're sounding your your assignments. So, um, Scott, I do not think NDSU has good of an offense as SDSU's, and that's been the case for for a lot of these Dakota Mark, Marker um, matchups. Scott, I, in my opinion, SDSU always comes in, uh, in my opinion, again with a with a better offense. Uh, what's been the difference is, you know, Easton Stick scrambling for for first downs you know on third and long um ndsu's defensive line completely shutting down our run game uh so there's lots of those things that yeah our offense is typically almost always better than ndsu's it just depends on what happens in the trenches jordan uh injuries i can do a quick rundown so obviously we saw um we saw logan back we saw isaiah back Caden Johnson was back. Um, we we did not see. Um, oh my goodness, the other safety from Nebraska, uh, Chase Norblade. We did not see Norblade this week, but uh, there's a good chance that he'll be back. Um, Isaiah Davis and Don Gardner, Quinton Hicks um, will not. I'd be shocked if any of them played this week. Um, Isaiah and Don, it's just going to take time. Um, Quentin's going to be out for a little while. It sure sounds like. So, uh, who else are we missing there? Uh, Dyshawn. I have no idea where Dyshawn was this week. So, um, I don't know if Miriam said on the radio or not. I wasn't able to listen to him. So if anyone has any news on Dyshawn, let me know. Um, who else? Anyone else injury wise? I think that covers it. So hopefully we start getting some of these guys back, start getting healthy. Um, I'm sure you all heard and read the news. I mean, last week was kind of Landon Wolf week for the program, and he has applied for a medical red shirt. Um, after just barely playing a few snaps in Colorado State, you'd sure think if there's ever a reason for a medical red shirt that that would be a good reason. Uh, it'd be nice to get him back next fall um, with Mark and Isaiah and our full complement of weapons. So we'll see on that. Um, yeah, not sure – um, if you guys saw, but we did pick up a few verbal recruits, um, for football last week, last Monday, and they're, they're, they look really good to me. Um, but of course I'm, I'm biased, right? So, uh, Logan green is a, is a big stout defensive tackle out of Iowa. Um, you know, his, his tape, um, he reminds me of what we saw from Ryan Van Marl on his high school tape. He's not as tall as Ryan, um, but he's quick off the ball. He's strong. He, he can really run and, and track ball carriers down. Um, so we'll see on that. And then where is he at? Lavarian Logan. Lavarian, Lavarian. I'm not sure how to say it there. Uh, <laughs> this kid's a stud. 5'11", 205. Uh, he's put up nearly 1,500 rushing yards. 300 receiving yards, 31 total touchdowns. He plays in the biggest class of football in Indiana, uh, Merrillville High School. So go watch this kid's huddle tape. He's insane. Um, he uh, he put he put a, like a before and after photo on Twitter a while ago, from his freshman year to senior year, 
he's just uh he loves to work out it looks like uh he's huge so you know next fall if we get isaiah back amar like this kid's i think is is physically he's ready to play so we'll see so scott uh injuries i heard isaiah davis will be back in two weeks is this true i don't know uh it's all gonna take time obviously he's out of the sling I don't believe he's practiced yet. I have not heard that. So if he's back in two weeks, that's great. Um, we are going to need him eventually. If we, if, and we should make the playoffs, we got to take care of business here these last three weeks, but um, man, what a bonus getting Isaiah Davis back at this time of year. Jordan, we went out NDSU and SIU went out. What do you think we are seated? Where do you think we are all seated, man? Um, NDSU, I think if, if they only lose to us, they're still going to be a top eight seed where they're only lost. So they'd probably still be a top four seed with so many other teams losing. Um, the last few weeks, Villanova lost yesterday. What a mess. Montana almost got beat. Um, what a joke. She said too, uh, college game day is going to be in Montana for the, the brawl of the wild or whatever it's called. So that's pretty cool. Uh, SIU, that's a bad loss. Um, you know, well, it's not a bad loss. You and I, they beat us too. So <laughs> um, SIU will only have one loss that counts as well. So they could still be a top eight. If we win out, we'll still have the two losses with a non-counter. Um, so, I mean, we'd likely be a six, seven, eight seed somewhere in there. It all depends on who else still loses. So not not ideal. Uh, getting back is back. Uh, really helps us getting off the field. Absolutely, Ryan. Yes, Ryan Drake. Thank you. Um, talked about him just a little bit earlier. Just how he frees up everyone else to to just you know simplify what they do. Just because he's so good at so many things. So yeah, um, huge. You know, and I and I think I started this before when when Dallas was on. But I feel bad for Logan getting hurt. Um, this season because it is obviously going to affect his stats. Um, you know, I, I really feel like he had a chance uh, at the next level if he could just make it into a camp. Um, but I, I don't know if that's going to happen anymore or not. So I think his other option, what, is to become a doctor, though. So he's doing all right, too. So, All right. So let's get into some predictions here. So predictions presented by Eric Erickson of Cutler Law Firm. Uh, thank you, Eric, for sponsoring this segment. Um, give Eric a call for all of your legal needs or, or someone at the Cutler Law Firm. They handle the full spectrum uh, of, of law. Um, but Eric is a, is a huge Jackrabbit fan, uh, former student association president on campus, uh, and a big supporter of Jackrabbit Athletics. So thank you, Eric, um, for sponsoring the prediction segment. So we've talked about NDSU a lot. It's going to come down to the trenches. Um, I am nervous because our, our interior offensive line has not played the same that they did against Colorado State that they did in the spring um, against the top-tier competition yet this season. Um, SIU was disruptive in, in the interior. Um, obviously, you and I was. Uh, that was a disaster. We knew that was going to happen with Brinkman and Butcher. Or we didn't know what was going to happen, but we knew Brinkman and Butcher were were really good players on the interior there. Um, NDSU's interior, I talked about it. You know, I don't think you're going to get that same type of push from Costner Ching and uh, a couple of the other players that they have. Um, but their young players are good. But our defensive line is also very good. I don't think NDSU will be able to to run the ball on us. Um, we need Dyshawn to play this week to go up against Watson. Um, I think Watson's what six four. Malik, you know, Malik is 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 going to do his darndest, but he's five nine, five ten. Um, we need Dyshawn back. We don't want the the second year players uh, at corner to be across from Watson if we can help it. Um. So for all those reasons, um, I'm going to take the Jacks 27 
the Bison 24. So another classic. Um, we'll see. I, I really think this is going to be one of the best marker games we've seen, and we've seen some dandies. Uh, Jacks, though, are going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to not have turnovers. They're going to have to limit penalties more so than they have. Um, and they're going to have to really protect Chris and, and open up lanes for Pierre. So, all right. Any other predictions? Terry says 31-27 Jacks. Anything else out there? You guys always give more predictions than that. No? No more predictions tonight. All right. Um, well, thank you, everyone, for all the questions and the comments. You made this go fast uh, tonight. It's never super fun doing shows by yourself. Um, so appreciate all of you. Um, we will be around. Uh, everyone that ordered flags, I should talk about this. Um, our flags are on a shipping container somewhere in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for updates on that. If I have them, I will post them on Twitter um, and Facebook and try to get, get as much out there as I can. Um, so if you did order a flag, I will get it to you this weekend if I have them. If not, I better have them before UND because uh, I don't want to ship or I don't want to have to mail all of those flags during the holiday season. So uh, thank you all again for tuning in. Really appreciate you all. Um, happy Halloween. This flags, flags, uh, Terry, are not available right now. Um, we may do a second batch, a second order, um, just because there has been some more interest, but we did order just enough. Um, we didn't know for sure how many how many more extras we'd need. So we'll do we'll do flags again in the future. All right. Thanks everyone. Go big, go blue, go jacks. This podcast has been brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Drake's Place in Bottle, and to Jackrabbit Central and Shenanigans. Subscribe to this podcast and all of the Jackrabbit Illustrated podcasts and like and follow Jackrabbit Illustrated on Facebook and Twitter. And go big, go blue, go jacks. Horns down. My biggest concern right now is interior offensive line. Last season, up in Fargo, the Jacks destroyed their defensive line. Our interior offensive line has not had the same season that we had last year. Like, I don't think that's, I don't think that's controversial. That's not hating on anyone, but they haven't. You know, had the Batman mask um, ready to go, uh, but it's been a good day.